And so I don't think of it that way. I don't think of like giving away all my secrets, you know? I think of it as like spreading the joy and, you know, creating a community and welcoming new people in. Yeah, so true. I mean, I think we're getting to a place now where you can be involved in horses and make it your own. Hey, I'm Cassidy Brooke, a full-time equine photographer with a passion for helping other photographers create the life of their dreams. When I abruptly quit my corporate job without any idea of what I was going to do, I suddenly found myself picking up a $400 camera, downloading a free app on my iPad, and taking photos of any horse I could get in front of my camera. That little hobby sparked a six-figure business, which allows me to live life on my terms. Now, I'm here to help you grow your photography business so that you can make your wildest dreams your reality. This is the Equine Photography Podcast. Hello, this is Cassidy, and welcome to the Equine Photography Podcast. Today, we are talking to the wonderful Kate Kosnoff of Kate at the Ingate, now Ingate Kate. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Kate, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. I am so excited to have you. And I know everyone's going to be so excited about all the knowledge you have to share today. Why don't you just like briefly introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your photography business and like anything big that we need to know about you before we get into everything. Sure. So I started photographing horse shows as a teenager with my parents, like beginner point and shoot Nikon whatever um I remember sitting by the Stonely ring at the Kentucky horse park and just being mesmerized by how shiny the horses looked and how gorgeous the scenery was and my mom just saying can we go yet and I was like no more pictures more pictures (laughs) um and Lo and behold, that grew into a professional photography business. And I started officially as Kate at the Ingate in 2018. Um, since then, I have photographed clients at the Winter Equestrian Festival in Kentucky professionally now, <laughs> and um, at the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival. Um, and I feel really privileged to be able to do that and work with people who love their horses just as much as I do. Yeah, that's amazing. There's just no feeling quite like being at horse shows. There's an energy and stuff there that I could see how that teenage Kate got like addicted to it. Oh, I mean, addicted. I think we spent hours and hours and hours. And I think my butt was like melded to the seats outside of the Stonely Ring. Oh my, my mom, my poor mom put up with it. And, you know, I'm glad she did because that was a great learning opportunity for me. Yeah. Did you know in that moment that you were like, oh, I'm going to do this like as a career or did it just kind of evolve? I had absolutely no idea. I didn't even really, it never really occurred to me that that was something that I could do. And it wasn't until college where I realized like, oh, you can do things in the equestrian world without being like a professional rider. Um, and I, I knew I never wanted to be a professional rider. I, I love being an amateur, so never wanted to give that up. Um, but it didn't ever really click for me that I could like work for a magazine or start my own business or, you know, all of these things, like it just really was never, you know, talked about or even really like thought I'd never thought about it. Um, so no, I didn't. And then I, I kind of got the inkling a little bit at towards the end of my college career. Um, I took some photography classes in college and I had my horses with me there. So 
obviously a lot of my assignments were of my horses um the weird horse girl in college the weird horse girl and my professor was like oh look Kate did another project on (laughs) horses wow um big shocker there (laughs) yeah and uh yeah so that's when it kind of started to dawn on me that I could do it professionally yeah I love that point so much because you know, I thought I was going to be a large animal vet because I mean, I've been addicted to horses my whole life. And I was like, well, I have to do something. But like you, I was like, I don't want to be a trainer or a professional rider in any way. So I was like, oh, the only other job, right, is like to be a vet. But there are so many careers in this, like photography being just one part of it. And the things that mm-hmm. photography can allow you to do is just a whole nother, you know, branch of it. So I, I wish more people knew how many jobs really exist inside the horse industry. Yeah, so true. I mean, I think we're getting to a place now where you can be involved in horses and make it your own. You know, you can start any kind of business. You can make horse treats that Mm -hmm. look so good and so beautiful, you know. Um, You can have your own line of saddle soap and things like that. Um, You can be a photographer. You can be a social media manager. Like, you can be horse adjacent and not be sweating and working, you know, 15 hours a day in the barn. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there are so many more options now than there were even 10 years ago. Oh, for sure. It's, I think social media, you know, social media has such a bad name, but I also think about, I mean, my business wouldn't exist without social mm-hmm. media and I wouldn't yeah. be buying really cute $7 horse treats if Instagram <laughs> didn't exist. So I know, yeah. I mean, I'm a proponent of social media. Yeah, there's a bad side, but all of these things exist because of it. So it's, right. it has its, yeah. its benefits. Yeah. On that topic a little bit, how do you manage like your social media presence? Is that a big place where you're getting, you know, clients for shooting at horse shows? Is it super essential to your business? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So Instagram is definitely my bread and butter. I would say, um, obviously I have a website because we could wake up tomorrow and social media could all be gone. And, uh, my website is my permanent place on the internet. Um, but Instagram in particular is where I do most of my marketing and where a lot of my clients and potential clients hang out. So, you know, if you think about horse people, what do we like to do? Watch other horses, you know? So we hang out online and we, we cheer other people on, um, you know, through social media and, we watch live streams and all of that happens on social media nowadays. And so Instagram is definitely where I put so much of my time and effort. Um, if you ask my boyfriend, he would probably say I'm a little too addicted to it. <laughs> the where, oh, that's a word. I'm always like, I'm working. Sometimes I am, sometimes I'm not. Um, you're like telling the algorithm you're there. So even if you're like scrolling at cute so pictures, like, like you're I'm still like, working. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but it is such a powerful tool. I mean, I am connecting and interacting with past clients, um, current clients, people that I would love to book. Um, they're all right there. And my ability to connect with horse people is so easy when I open that app. Like, it's kind of, it's crazy. Oh, um, nice. And so, obviously, the Instagram algorithm changes daily it feels like at this point Mm -hmm. and so 
as a photographer, it is hard because it is now a primarily video focused platform. Remember, we just used to get to post like a cute single pic, like just one picture. It (laughs) didn't have to be 10 pictures with some crazy layout and it could get like thousands of likes. And now it's like, oh, that's cute. You think you're going to post a picture? That's adorable. Uh, Yeah. And, and so that has posed its own set of challenges, you know, as we navigate whatever the heck, uh, the team at Instagram is deciding to do. So as a photographer, yeah, that's really hard. I mean, I, we have to pivot a little bit, which is, um, intimidating because so much of what we do is capturing those seconds and those memories. And, um, it's just, it's an ever evolving challenge, but it's something that I enjoy doing and it is my favorite app. So, you know, they've got me for life. I'm a ride or die kind of Insta girl. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about horse show photography. What is your favorite place you've ever shot? Let's open with that. Kentucky. The Kentucky horse park is so beautiful. Um, that was my favorite place to show as a teenager still is my favorite place to show. Now I have so many fond memories. I think those rings are just gorgeous. They do such a beautiful job. Um, and I love that it's, you know, Midwest, I'm a Midwestern girl. I ride hard for my zone five people. Um, Lexington itself is also great. Um, and I, I just don't think Kentucky can take a bad picture. Every ring is just beautiful. I feel like the light in Kentucky, like every person I see who posts portrait sessions or show photos from Kentucky, I'm like, is the light just like different there? It's it's a little different. Yeah, it does. It really does. And I actually just got my portraits taken in May at the horse park with my horse Bambino by the wonderfully talented Nicole Schultz. And I'm so glad I did them there because that place holds such a special it, it's just so special to me and it yeah. is beautiful. Oh, it, the pictures were beautiful. And I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with Bam, Lo, like Loki. He's so cute. I'm like, a big fan me of too. his. He be. was surprisingly, here's a secret. He was actually terribly behaved for that Stop. session. It's always the photographer's horse. That's actually really naughty. And he is like such a sweet baby angel. He was never, he's never like that. Like, and he, I've had him for a year and a half. Like, I've had a camera in his face since literally the day he came. He's like a trained professional. He knows, right? And then as soon as I like, I did my hair, I did my makeup, I put my cute dress on. He was like, "Yeah, not today." He was like, "Watch this, hey guys, (laughs) you've seen a difference out of me." But I shout out to Nicole and to my friend Jade, who works at uh, works at my barn, who dutifully like cleaned slime off of my arms and his mouth and. We made it work. We got some pretty shots, but yeah, Kentucky is just, it's magical. And that golden hour light, I'm telling you, it really does. It makes a difference. It is. It just hits different. Mm-hmm. So yes, beautiful sunsets. Let's talk a little bit about like, how do you manage? I mean, horse shows are like just known for long hours. There's the entire, yeah. like, you know, sit around and wait concept, mm-hmm. which is very true for both photographers and people who are showing. Like right. how are, how do you manage when you're at a show all day? And especially something like WEF where you're, it's not like a week, you know, you're there for months. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, being on top of schedules and ring, knowing how rings run, 
makes a huge difference getting into like the rhythm of each horse show because each horse show has a different rhythm um, and learning kind of the way the rings go. Um, luckily, a lot of horse shows now put their schedules online and they run them live in theory, although we all know that that can be glitchy or not updated and you get to the ring and you're like, what class even is this? I have no idea. <laughs> um, so I make a schedule every night, um, for the next day. Um, I, it's pretty simple. I just make a spreadsheet of what horses I have, what riders I have, where they're showing, what, what estimated time. Um, and I make sure that I check off each horse as I go. Um, in the beginning I did it all on foot and especially at a place like WEF, that's a big horse show. And I got shin splints actually. (laughs) (laughs) I fully Um, believe that. (laughs) WEF 2021, I would come home at night and like massage my legs and my feet. And like, like I didn't wear the best shoes, you know, that's partly on me, but also when you're at a big showground like that, like running back and forth, it takes a toll on your body. Um, so I would say the addition of my golf cart this year has made a ginormous difference in both my ability to get from ring to ring and also my body's comfort. Um, but obviously that was a huge purchase. Um, so I would say, you know, if anyone is listening and they're like, well, how do you do it? Get a bike, get a scooter. I mean, yeah. something with wheels that like can take you because your own two feet can only take you so far. Oh my God. Especially when you've got hard. like your camera, you know, your you're camera. looking on at least yeah. one or two. I always have like my backpack right. on, like sprinting across yep. Tryon. You've got your camera, you've got your phone, you've got your sunglasses, you've got water because it's hot as heck mm-hmm. and you're in the sun. And, you know, and like maybe you have your wallet too if you want to pay $15 for an overpriced lunch at the horse show. It's like you, there's so much you have to carry as a photographer. It's not just your camera and yourself. And mm-hmm. that's precious cargo, right? So you can't be like running and doing all these crazy things. Um, so to answer your question, it is stressful. Managing it all is stressful and it's not easy. And sometimes I miss people and it feels bad. Um, but I always let everyone know ahead of time. I'm only human. There's just one of me. And sometimes I'm going to miss you. Um, it's a terrible feeling, but like most people understand. Yeah. I feel like horse show schedules are just hard. I mean, there's yeah. Yeah. But I feel like we need to talk about that specific thing because that as I have not been doing this nearly as long as you have, but that feeling of like sitting at a ring and waiting for someone who's about to go and knowing somebody else is either warming up or like about to go in the ring. Like, how do you even like, do you make peace with that? Do you just know that like, you're going to feel that way and just accept it? Um, it's devastating in the moment. (laughs) I don't think clients realize how devastating it is. It's like, you think you're devastated because you don't have pictures of one round. Like you have no idea how devastated I am that I didn't get over there. Right. Um, so I can recall a specific instance from this past WEF. Actually, I was at one ring with a client who was warming up, who was maybe two out. And I was, I had another client at the neighboring ring who was also two out. And I kept running back and forth between the two, you know, like, I was like, okay, are they, who's going to go? Who's going to go? They ended up going at the exact same time. Um, I could see the one from afar. There was nothing I could do. In that case, I try to think really hard about, okay, 
of the two, who has more pictures already? Who's going to show this horse more? Um, you know, sometimes if it's like an equitation horse and they're only doing a couple classes a week, I put the equitation horse first. If it's a hunter and they have two rounds a day, okay, I'm going to have the opportunity to get more photos of them. But it's hard. I mean, and it's it's a really tough choice in the moment. Um, and it really doesn't feel good. And I, I, I just wish I could tell people like, it's not personal. It's really not. If I could do, if I could be everywhere at once, I could, I would, you know? Yeah. And it's like the night before you can make your cute little schedule and it's like, oh, everything's going to work out. And then one ring is being held up for an hour because (laughs) one trainer conflict. So it's like, they're really, I think that that's been the hardest part for me about show photography is like the complete lack of control in it because you really are at the mercy of the end gate, you know, everybody like you, else. Yeah, yeah. You have so little control in it. I mean, actually no control, yep. not even so little, just none. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it is, it's frustrating when you make your schedule and you start out at 8am in the morning. So hopeful that everything's going to go well. And then it's, you know, it's off the rails by 930. So <laughs> it, it's like, that's like just horse one person, life, you know, on time it, and that's it. And some, yeah. And sometimes it really is just like one person throws your whole schedule off. Um, yeah, it's just, it's hard when you're like totally at the mercy of trainers and engage people and the drag and in mm. the walk and like there's just so much that's out of your control so in a way you just have to kind of make peace with that icky feeling at the bottom of your stomach mm-hmm. yeah I feel like you just have to kind of like I am a very type a I like control and schedules and things to go when they're Same. supposed to so mm-hmm. I think show photography is like sort of good for me because I just don't have that option to be that side of myself when I'm there you know Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I think it's good. I think a lot of business owners want everything to be just so. And for us like solopreneurs, there's just one of us and we can't do everything. And so sometimes like learning to let go and just like being okay with that. It's a good lesson and like in life and in business. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I've learned a lot from being at the mercy of the horse show. Yeah. But I hate it and I wish it never happened. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Like I, I would yell at people if I could. I wish that like we could have like what dressage has where you have it down to the minute when you're going to be at the ring, but I don't think we'll ever get there. No, I know. I've done a few eventing shows with my own horse and it is really nice like the week before to know what ring you're going in and what Mm -hmm. down to the minute time you Mm -hmm. will be going like it is I can't even imagine no I can't imagine I'm so jealous I would love that oh I know I mean and you know what I think is like really kind of I'm thinking of like a t- the TikTok audio that's like not funny haha funny weird but so mm-hmm. I've gone to and shot at Tryon and had like four clients to shoot and let me tell you three of them are going at the same time and then yeah. I've gone and had almost 20 people to shoot and I somehow managed to get every single person that day I know it's weird how that happens I don't know I'm, I'm always like I'll be like oh this is an easy week and it's not no. it never is it's you know? almost like the more chaotic the easier it ends up actually being Right. Like, and, and if you have like 20 horses to shoot that week, you somehow manage to get to the ring on time for every single one. Yeah. I don't know. It's like the universe is just like, here you go. Yeah. It's, it's and then so other bizarre. times it's like, you know, yeah, I know. I know it is. It's so let's pivot a little bit. Let's talk about what's your favorite part of show photography. We know the parts that suck. 
Um, the emotions hands down. I mean, there is so much wrapped up in showing, um, and it is so much more than just the 90 seconds that you go around in the ring. I mean, for so many people, this is, this is their life. This is hard earned money. This is blood, sweat, and tears. Um, and at, at the end of the day, it's about the love of the horse. And being able to be there for people and capture that for them and celebrate in their wins, it's a priceless feeling. Um, On the flip side of that, sometimes when my clients have bad days, I feel that really deeply too. It's hard when you see someone fall or have a rail or whatever, you know, like I, I get so personally invested in my clients and their horses and I want everyone to do well and win all the time and have so much fun, but it's horse showing and it's not always like that. Um, so the emotion can be very deep on both ends of the spectrum, but the smiles and the pats and everything, I mean, that makes it all worth it. And those are some of the best images because they're just, they're so authentic and real. And that's what I love. That's what I love. And that's it. Yeah. Getting to be like a part of that. And I think horse show photography, I think one thing that I feel like has been so different for me as like being mainly a portrait and like brand photographer and then moving into doing a little bit of shows. It's like you spend so much more time with people at horse shows when you're like, you know, photographing them for like weeks at a time and seeing them Mm -hmm. every day versus like a one hour portrait shoot, like getting, I feel like you reach like a different level with clients and like get much more connected, you know, to that client at horse shows. Right. You are up close and personal with them in a way that um, you're not necessarily, or in a different way, you know, when you do a portrait session, obviously you're telling them how to pose and getting up in their face to fix their hair and things like that. But like in a horse show setting, you are watching them compete and you're listening to them interact with their trainer and watching them prepare and learn their course. And and it's like, it is deeply personal. Everyone has their own way of doing those things. And, um, even though I try to leave my clients alone and I don't really talk to them. And sometimes I don't look at them because I want to respect them and, you know, let them get in the zone. Mm-hmm. I'm so close, you know, and, and it, it really is like, I am so involved in it and it gets really like personal. Yeah. So are you more of like a fly on the wall when your clients are, you know, yes. warming up and going in the ring, you're just like pretending you don't exist there. Yes, but I think it's important um, to like understand what each client wants from you. I have some clients who are like chatty and will acknowledge me and will talk and like want me to like pet their horses and things like that. Um, I have an awesome client who is like that. And, you know, I love she always gives me a smile and a wave every time. Um, And then I have other clients that are a little bit more, you know, like in the zone and and I don't want to break that all business. Right. And I don't want to break that. So, um, yes, I, I I do like to be a fly on the wall, but I think it really does depend on who you're shooting and being able to adapt. Um, cause some people want you to be involved and want, want to see you and want to like engage with you. Mm -hmm. And others are like, 
don't look at me. Don't perceive me. I am, I am riding my horse right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think Uh, that's a really good point about like knowing what each client wants, because I have, I have had experienced the same thing. And I think like not taking it personally or feeling like every client mm -hmm. interaction needs to be the same, because I also have some clients where like I hold their horse while they go and walk. And I have some clients who I shot them for a whole week and talk to them for like one brief minute. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not personal. I mean, it is, they are competing, you know? And so if they have, um, it's so much of riding is a mental game. And so if they need to focus and not look at me, do your thing, you know, that's not a, that doesn't personally reflect on me and, uh, our, my relationship to them as a service provider. It's just how they're, they're preparing to go into the ring. Yeah. No. Yeah. I love that. Really important. Really important. Like not discussed topic right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about you have a course coming out that I am so excited for. Like Kate was personally my mentor when I started to get into show photography and there was so much about show photography that I had no idea. Like I actually didn't grow up showing very much myself. I was the child of a single mom with four kids. Mm -hmm. So like horses, I worked at the barn for lessons and shows were like cute little schooling shows. So like I didn't, I actually have spent much more time around horse shows in like the last two to three years as an adult and being there shooting. So, you know, there's like the etiquette of horse shows. There's you know, what is allowed at specific showgrounds. Like there's just, there's so much to horse show photography that like we were discussing before the podcast started that you can't just Google. So let's talk a little bit about your course and let's just start with like, if someone is wanting to get into show photography, but they are like, I have no idea where to start. Like what options do I have? How do I even do it? Like what's your little piece of advice for them? And then tell us a little bit about the course and like what people can expect from it. Um, okay. So my biggest piece of advice would be don't feel like you have to shoot just like everyone else. Um, I fell into that trap when I first started in the horse show photography world, simply because I was so intimidated and I didn't have resources, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't feel confident standing in a certain way, you know, by the ring, things like that. And so my earliest images looked a lot like what other photographers were doing. Um, and that is a, a little bit of why I started, I wanted to create this course is uh, I didn't have someone to ask, you know, basic questions. Um, I didn't have any available resources. You know, you can't just Google how to be a horse show photographer that doesn't really exist or like how to be confident standing at the ring and knowing it's okay that you're there. Like Google doesn't have the answers to things like that. Okay. No, No, they don't. It doesn't unfortunately. And, um, I think people in the equestrian industry have a tendency to, to kind of give newbies the cold shoulder. Um, and that can kind of, that can be super scary, you know, Um, It's hard to reach out to people and ask some questions when the response might not be super warm and helpful. Um, So this course is basically just answering all the questions that I had when I first started Kate at the Engate, all the things that I've learned 
I get so many DMs from people that are like, hey, like I want to get into horse show photography. Like where what do I do? You know? And that kind of like was a light bulb that went off over my head that was like, okay, I think maybe I, I have some answers. Yeah. And it's, I want it's time. I, like it's time yeah. for me to share this. Yeah. Um, so it's it's gonna be just a bunch of resources for people, how to price yourself profitably, um, horse show etiquette, like you said, where do I stand so I don't spook someone's horse, um, how to use social media to market yourself, how to find your niche within the equestrian community. Um, and, and really, I just want to be a cheerleader for someone who is coming up through the ranks and wants to learn. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about then the flip side of that. And this is something I've been asked since I started doing courses, like, but why would you share all your secrets? Like, why would you tell everyone, you know, what, you know, why would you help another photographer? I think that's a great point. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, I think that the more people we have in this industry, the better, um, the equestrian sport in general is just inherently exclusive and elitist and really hard to break into. And the more people we have, the better. There are thousands of horses and riders at venues like WEF, Tryon, Glef. I can't photograph all of them. Um, five photographers can't photograph all of them. So who am I to take a seat from away from someone who just wants to be at the table. Um, I also learned things the hard way and I cried a lot and I don't want people to go through that. Um, They shouldn't have to. I mean, photography is art and being able to capture people's memories from horror shows is such an honor. And so the easier I can make it for someone to navigate, you know, creating their business the sooner they can get to doing what they love, which is holding the camera. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think of it that way. I don't think of like giving away all my secrets. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of it as like spreading the joy and, you know, creating a community and welcoming new people in. Yeah. No, I love that. I feel the same way. Like even if I wanted to shoot 24 seven, I couldn't physically take pictures. You can't. Of every right? horse, even in my state, yeah. let alone the whole country and right. world. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's no way. What has been the biggest challenge for you in like, you've been doing this for like years now. So in creating this course, like, how are you going back and like breaking that down and being like, oh yeah, like, are you like thinking about your, you know, younger self and what you needed in those first moments? Like, how are you breaking it down and starting at the basics for somebody who maybe hasn't even shot a single show yet? Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yes. So when I first started in professionally in like 2018, 2019, I was constantly looking at wedding photographers, resources for wedding photographers. I mean, that's really all that was available to me. So um, taking whatever I could from how people shoot weddings and applying it to horses. Obviously, that's a very different market. Um And some things were applicable and some things were not. Um, So now I'm thinking, well, what could I have used? What could I, what, what did I need then? Um, 
so yes, uh, young Kate is very much on my mind as I create this course. Um, but also things that are kind of second nature to me now that I've, you know, learned and I have in my toolbox that weren't so obvious to me when I started. Um, it's, it's horse show photography is so nuanced and there's so much that goes into it. And so uh, honestly, I'm struggling with not overloading people with information as I create this course. I don't want people to just be like overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, little me did have a lot of questions that needed mm-hmm. answered. So it's a very fine line, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you, like this first, uh, your beta launch is August 15th. Is that one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you said there's going to be like live coaching in that too. So people are going to be able to like ask yeah. you those questions, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there will be group coaching calls. Um, I really want this to be like a little community of horse girls and guys um, who want to learn. Um, so there will be a Facebook group as well where people can post questions. Um, I just, I, I want this to be productive for everyone. I want people to get the most out of it. So, you know, the more that I can chat with them one-on-one and, you know, kind of have group critiques or, you know, like bring in speakers that can talk about a variety of things like uh, PR or shooting for a horse show, you know, on their marketing team or things like that. Um, there's just so many sides of it that I think we need to talk about. Yeah. So the beta launch is going to be small, um, but this this founding group is going to get a lot of special bonus stuff. Um, so they're very lucky. Yeah. yeah. Getting to like have all that one-on-one with you. Like I was so lucky when I first started that I got to have a one-on-one call with you and just kind of ask all the questions. Like I'm sure some of them were things that were like, because I hadn't done like any, or I hadn't even really done that much action photography. I don't mm-hmm. really remember what made me think, oh, I'm going to start shooting at horse shows. Cause I hadn't even really done that much action stuff. So I know I had a ton of questions for you and you did, you have like a really, I just want to like commend you for having a very like just welcoming nature and not being intimidating. Like it made it very easy for me to ask questions that like maybe sounded a little stupid to someone who's had a lot of experience in it, but I didn't for one second feel like you were like, God, obviously it's this answer. You know, like I felt like, Oh, I can ask her even like the dumbest little question that, you know, might be a little embarrassing that I don't know even this answer. So anyone who gets to do the coaching with you is really lucky. They'll get to have a ton of information. Well, like that's the thing is like little questions, like, do I photograph the under saddle class? Like, yeah, how would you, yeah. you know, like, how would you know that without actually going out and doing it? And like things like that, that may feel silly to ask are things that I've, you know, personal preference and things that I've learned over the years. Like, yeah, first of all, you didn't ask any silly questions. And second, <laughs> you came so prepared to that session. And it has just been such a pleasure to watch you from afar and cheer you on. And you're so talented. And I, I've got to get my my booty to try on so that you can photograph me and and bam I just want to like boop bam at least one time like in person because I you know like CP my my OG she Mm -hmm. is a little redhead too and as much as I love Mm -hmm. my big gelding now like cute redhead is there's just something about them you know I know but 
Well, thank you so much, Kate, not only for being on the podcast today and helping other photographers, but for all the help that you've done for me, because I would not be where I'm at with show photography without all of your help. So I just want to say thank you so much for all of that. Well, thanks for having me. It was so fun to chat. And I feel like I could keep chatting for like four more hours. I know. Like, it's a shame that we don't live closer because I think we could be like a cool horse girl gang and get coffee all the time. I know. I love coffee. Look, I have one right now. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) You guys won't see this, but we just showed on the Zoom call both of our coffees. (laughs) All right. So I I have this, I have this little cup warmer that plugs into my computer to keep my coffee hot. Stop it. That is like next level. I mean, I only drink iced coffee, but that's kind of brilliant. I got it at the dollar section at Target. Stop. It plugs into your computer and keeps your coffee hot. That is like a girl who's experienced in traveling and working a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's the best $5 I ever spent, I think. Oh my gosh, that's impressive. Okay, so I always end the podcast with rapid fire questions. One sentence or less. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. It's easy, easy, I promise. Your your favorite place to shoot. We kind of talked about this, but if you have another answer, you can give it. Um, well, Kentucky, but also the Great Lakes Equestrian Festival. That place is just gorge. Yeah. Uh, hunters or jumpers? Hunters. <laughs> Easiest answer I've ever said in my life. Hunters, are you kidding me? Sorry, <laughs> jumpers. Hunters. Is that for photographing too? Do you love photographing the hunters more? Yeah. I just love, it's so timeless. It's so elegant. Like, oof. Yeah. I love it. I love that. I'm chaotic as hell. So it's jumpers for me because I am <laughs> inside my brain. is just like, I'm, it's like jumpers. It's a, it's just constantly a jump off in my brain. So hunters like it's yeah. beautiful, but I am like, ah! <laughs> yeah, you're like, hurry up, get to the point. Literally. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, is this another round of the same jumps? Like, and your horse jumped yeah. it beautifully and perfectly every time. Like, what is this? Yep. Yep. <laughs> your favorite coat color for a horse. Green. But Lily Keenan's purple jacket. Oh my God, was unreal. I would wear it if I could, but unfortunately it is not legal in Hunter World. Ah, enter jumpers. Hello. But green on a chestnut is like a whole yeah. level. So yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, spring or fall for shoots? Fall. I think something about the changing of the leaves with horses. I don't know. It's gorgeous. And mm-hmm that smell in the air and you get to wear like a cute sweater and and boots and that's longer than a sentence answer sorry but fall you're really committed to that um (laughs) I'm kind of with you and I also like it is I don't know it's like August 1st and it's been hot for a really long time and I can't believe I'm saying this on like a recording because I am like a diehard summer girl I am from South Mm -hmm. Florida I am all about the heat but I'm kind of at the point now like after a photo shoot of like melting where I'm like uh-huh. okay fall like I could see you being yeah. cute right now like come on I'm ready for you a little bit no I agree I always feel so bad for clients when it's like 90 degrees the humidity through the roof they're you know they're just trying to look pretty with their horse and they're dying inside so and like fall- somewhat outside too like melting to death right also that yeah so fall is much more comfortable for everyone yeah you're not wrong So we talked all about show photography, but you are also a portrait photographer. So I'm still going to ask you this one. (coughs) Excuse me. Show photography or portrait session? Hmm. That's hard. I think both have such different meanings. Um, 
but I would have to say shows. I think there's just there's something about it, the athleticism, the sport, the competition, the emotion. You get all of it in one setting. Yeah. I love that. Uh last question, buy the new lens or buy the new camera. Wow. Okay, so that's hard because technology is changing so much so fast and now we have like mirrorless options and so many different things. Um, I'm also someone who like holds on to my gear for a long time. I don't update it very often. So this is not, I'm not going to have a good answer to this, but I would say probably lens. Um, because if you take care of your camera body, you can, you can get it, you know, get it through, but new lenses, they make a difference. Yeah. And having a variety of lenses to choose from is, is awesome. Oh, for sure. I think that's something I didn't understand at all when I first started photography is like, yes, I'm, I'm not going to be the person that says, oh, you have a nice camera. Like that must be why you take good pictures. Cause there's a ton that goes into it, but like a nice camera and lens, like having a lens mm-hmm. that can shoot at 1.4 is going to be nicer than like a lens that can only go to like 5.6. So, right. you know, there is some, I'm never the person that like is going to hardcore bash someone for being like, when you post a picture, who's like, oh, you must have a really nice camera. Cause I'm like, yeah, I do. And that yeah. is like a big part of the reason and I take makes, these pictures. <laughs> right. It makes a big difference, but yeah, I think you're, you're so right. When you have a lens that can really play around with your depth of field and things like that makes it, it makes your pictures look so much more like expensive and elegant. Yeah. And I mean, all those things like aperture, I feel like is what the, like sets a professional photo apart mm-hmm. from like an iPhone mm-hmm. picture, you know? <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all. That's all you guys need to know. Just all about aperture. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just Google the word aperture and you'll learn everything you've ever wanted to know. You're a true professional then. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Kate, before you hop off, like let everyone know where they can find you and how they can sign up for the course and they need to go do it quickly because they've got only like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Ingate by Kate, and that is my TikTok as well. Um, and then my website is ingatebykate.com. There is information there on the course. Like Cassidy said, it is beta launching in two weeks, August 15th, um, to a small number of people. Um, it will eventually be opening up for a second round. So if you don't make it in the first round, um, don't worry, you yeah. will have another chance. Yes. Um, and I hope to see you online. Yay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us and I will link everything in the show notes too. So they can go and click on that. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Of course. Thank you. And I hope everybody enjoyed listening and we will talk to you soon.